welcome to Isaac and the Van Crew. Let's jump right into it, shall we? Welcome back to Isaac and the Van Crew. Today's topic is going to be all about traveling. Now, I intern with a traveling children's ministry, as mentioned before. And traveling is a big part of what we do. We aren't local. We don't just do events in one state or one city or even one region of America. We travel all over coast to coast, east to west, north to south, diagonally, every direction that you can think of, we travel. This summer specifically, we're going to be going all the way up to Michigan, all the way down to Louisiana, Texas, as far west as California, as far east as North Carolina, and even up to Alaska, which would be our northernmost point as well. And traveling is a great joy, something that we do a lot, something that I personally enjoy, but it's also very tiring. And along with all the fun, there are some hardships that come along the way, driving across the country, flying across the country as much as we do it. So we're going to get into that today. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what traveling looks like for us with such a large group and really just how we how we make it work um, with people in their 40s all the way down to 8, 10, 11 year olds that come along with us for the summer. So I'm so glad you're here and we'll get right into this. Traveling with ministry. That's our topic for the day. Thank you for being here. Some of the frequently asked questions to us about our traveling is how do we do it? Logistically, how do we make it work? Now, I've said before, we have a 15 passenger van that that carries our trailer across the United States, driven by our tour pastor and his family located in Texas, and they will drive that van all across the United States. And along the way, they'll come and pick some of us up and we'll meet them along the road or something like that. And we'll all load in. And that's usually how we get to events. Now, some people have to fly. One of our staff members lives in Louisiana. And to most of the events, no one's going to be coming his direction. So we have to fly him out. And so he does a lot of air miles. Now me, I drive my own car a lot. That way we have a second car. It can get to where we need to go. It has eight seats in it. And so if we have an extended number past that 15 threshold, then we use my car and can take two cars to an event. Other people drive in too. We have someone in Michigan who at times will drive down as well because we don't go that far north a lot. And so no one can go and get her. And that's how we get to places. Fly or drive. That's, that, that's really the two options. And we spend a lot of time on the road, hours upon hours upon hours, especially during our summer tour portion of the year, which ranges from May to July, May to August. And that's when we're on the road full time. Generally, we leave home and will not be back for 50, 60 days doing ministry full time over the summer. And it's action packed. Like I said, we'll be going to Michigan in later this month and by June, we'll have worked our way all the way down to Louisiana and then go over to California. And so we're doing so much time on the road, so much time in the air. How do we make it work? What does it look like for us? How do we stay energized? How do we put up with our sleep schedule? How do we stay healthy? 
all this stuff. And what do we do on the road? What do we do while we're on the road? What does our time in the van look like? So when we're on the road, there's a lot of dynamics. You're in a tight space. You're in a van for sometimes 12, 15, 16 hours, depending on the trip, sometimes shorter with a bunch of different people, different ages, different personalities, different dynamics that you're trying to work through. Boys, girls, men, women, the whole nine yards. Now, I'm so glad that we're all close. We're all friends and we all love each other for the most part. Like there is love in our group and we work together. And so it makes traveling a little bit easier than if we didn't like each other, if we didn't want to be around each other all the time. And so since we're so close, we're able to have conversations in the car. We're able to talk about ourselves, about our life, what's going on in our life, things at home, things at work, things relationally with other people and just random conversation. Who's your favorite band? You know, does pineapple belong on pizza? Random different topics that we talk about that make time pass. And we also sing a lot. We listen to music in the car. Um, I am usually the van or car DJ because people enjoy my music. I listen to so many different types of music. I have enough in my playlist that I can pretty much just play something and someone in the car is going to enjoy it. And the next song, someone else will enjoy. And I have enough that it appeases everyone. And we sing a lot. Carpool karaoke, driving down the road. We scream, sing, open the windows, let it all out. Because at the end of the day, most of us are teenagers. Like I said, we have our, our tour pastor and his wife are in their 40s and they have children who are, for the most part, teenagers. They have an 11 year old and eight year old who aren't, but the rest are. And we have 16, 17, 18 year olds. And then myself, I'm 20. And so we're relatively young, but even the 40 year olds, you know, we do children's ministry. So you have to have the heart of a child at some, at some points. And so we like to have fun. We like to be energetic. We like to just let it all out and be loose on the road when we can't be loose at an event. When we have to do our jobs at an event, we like to be loose on the road and just be carefree. Because if we were so uptight all the time, I don't think it would be as fun as it really is now since we can go on the road, be in the car for hours, and have as much fun as we do. Singing, dancing, um, and just having a great time with each other. That's what we do on the road, and it's amazing. When we travel, we try to get to where we're going in one day. If at all possible, we try to get to where we're going in one day. But if we can't do that, then if it has to be an overnight trip, we have a lot of connections, a lot of people around the country who will let us stay with them if we have to. If not, if we're going to a place that we don't have a connection, usually we'll rent out an Airbnb or we'll stay in a church, a host church that allows us to stay on their sanctuary floor or their gym floor or classroom floor. And we'll bring our air mattresses, our cots, what have you, sleeping bags, and we'll sleep in the church. Any number of those things works for us. We're very flexible. And so sleeping can be difficult on the road it can be hard. You're sleeping in a new place every single time. You may not always get a bed. You may end up on an air mattress. You may end up in a sleeping bag on the floor. Any number of things that, that could happen if the resources aren't necessarily plentiful. But we always make it work. No one ever complains because traveling makes you so tired that once you get to where you're going for the night, 
especially if it's a multi-day trip, then you're just ready to go to sleep. You pull in, you get out, you grab a sleeping bag, grab an air mattress, and you go to sleep. And I've never heard anybody really complain about life on the road like that, about sleeping. And we always try to make our sleep schedules work. We try to get a solid curfew. There are some nights we won't pull into where we need to be until midnight or 1 a.m. Those nights are few and far between, and if they happen, we make sure that we leave a little bit later the next day. But if we're able to be in bed by 10, 10 30 like usual, then we're good to go. 7 a.m. the next day, we're ready to leave. 8 a.m. the next day, we're ready to leave and get back on the road the way that needs to be done. And sleep, like I said, is very valuable to us because of how energized we always need to be. And that's traveling, it's hard to sleep. Now, people will sleep in the van. People sleep in the van a lot. It's very comfortable, 15 passenger bench sheets, which make it easier to kind of relax, especially if it's not full. If there's 15 people, then you may end up propping a pillow up on somebody's shoulder uh, if you absolutely have to, or against the window, depending on the seat that you're in. Some people tr- lay down on the floor and will sleep like that for a few minutes. But sleep is very valuable. Eating on the road. Eating on the road. You know, we try not to bring perishables on the road with us because we're in a van or in a car and it can be difficult. We try not to eat a ton of fast food, but sometimes we have to. Sometimes we have to pull into a McDonald's or a Burger King or a Taco Bell or a Subway or even a gas station and get gas station hot dogs. And no one complains. No one complains because we get to eat. There have been days when we haven't been able to stop to eat. And sometimes those days are the worst. So anytime that we're able to eat, when we have the time to stop, it's it's great. And you sit down over a meal, you're able to relax again. You're not in the car, you're not moving, you're able to get up and walk around and sit down over a meal, talk, look at videos from the events that you've done before, talk about what you're gonna do next. Those are great times. We had a time earlier this, this, this season where we were coming back from Greenville, South Carolina, an event that we did there, a homeschool conference. And we were driving back, it was like 10 o'clock. And we went to Burger King somewhere around Knoxville, Tennessee. And we were in there for like an hour and a half. We were tired, the event had just ended. Our event was Thursday through Saturday and this was Saturday night. We had packed off, we had packed up and taken off. And it was like 10.30. And we're in this Burger King and we're eating And we're telling stories, we're laughing hysterically. And even the workers were kind of into it. Like they were just, they were laughing along with us. We were all laughing together. We were having a great time. Some of our best moments are in restaurants, fast food chains, whatever you, a gas station, whatever it may be. We have a lot of great moments just eating because we enjoy our time together. We value the time we get to spend together. That's what I love about our tight knit group. Our time together is always worthwhile. We always make it worth it. Even if we're talking about something kind of crazy, kind of out there. Our time together is always worthwhile on the road. So it makes traveling so fun. So it makes these adventures so fun. We're able to spend this time with people that we love, people that we enjoy being around. That's what makes Giant Cow so fun. Because your coworkers, the people that you're working with alongside, they're great to be around. They're great to talk to. Along with all the good times, there are also some bad times, some hardships that we face along the way. Just like that story I was telling you about Greenville, how awesome it was at the end, the beginning wasn't that way. 
On the way to Greenville from Texas, with the van and the trailer, a wheel fell off of our trailer. And our driver saw it from the mirror, and it was just rolling down the highway. That stopped our trip for several hours, delayed us. And when we were supposed to get into Greenville around 7-ish in the evening, we ended up getting there around midnight. What had to happen was we had to stop, pull over, unhook the trailer, go get a U-Haul, bring the U-Haul back, unload the trailer, put everything into the U-Haul, and then drop the trailer off at a shop. That takes several hours because of just how much stuff that we have, how much time goes into that. That's just one hardship. Last year, we were getting ready to do our biggest, most high-stress event of the year, and when we got on site, we realized we had left some very valuable supplies for registration back in Texas. Now, that was tough. When we realized that, when we realized that we needed it, it was hard. And that right there is just a prime example of how the devil works against us. How the devil is always working, trying to get us to fail. Because if you're doing something the devil doesn't like, if you're doing something for God, if you're doing something to further the kingdom of heaven, the devil's going to do something to push back. But in both instances, the instance where we had to get the U-Haul, the instance where we left the equipment behind, and many more that have happened, God has always prevailed. We've always been able to come up with a solution. We've always been able to pray and a solution, a door would be open for us. There are a lot of hardships in ministry. There are a lot of times when you get really down on yourself, when the group can get down as a whole. And those aren't fun. Sometimes it feels like God isn't with you, but he always is. And when we're traveling, there's a lot of moments when I feel like God isn't with us, when I feel like God isn't there. But then I take a moment, breathe a couple times, and then I pray. God always reveals himself. Maybe not right there in that instant, but he always reveals himself. In the grand scheme of things, he is always there with us because we are doing work for him. We lean on him and we rely on him to provide for us because we cannot do this alone. We may be 15, 16 strong going out and doing all of this work. It's nothing without God. God doesn't need us to do work for him. He can do it on his own. He is God. He is all powerful. But he has given us this opportunity for such a time as this. And we are so blessed that we are the vessels that he is using to further the work of his kingdom. So even in the hard times, even in the trials, even in the tribulations that we may face, God is always there in the thick of it, helping us, guiding us. Because the devil does not overcome God. And what the enemy may mean for evil, God uses for good. What the enemy sees happening, he doesn't like. And it will try to stop it. But he'll use all of those hardships to bring us down. And then God swoops in. He doesn't really swoop in because he's always there, right? So God is just there. He comes down and says, I'm going to use this for good. This is going to be now part of your sermon series. This is going to be something that you talk about to the kids to tell them that, yeah, God works. God does things that, that we don't think that he will, but he always comes through no matter what. God is always there. Think about Moses in the Red Sea. Those, the, the Israelites were so torn up about everything 
And they were like, there's no way we cross the water. God parts the Red Sea. They're going to catch us. They're going to catch us. God closes the sea on the Egyptians. God does miracles even when we think that we can't. And when we're traveling, just like the Israelites were trying to get to where they needed to go, and they face a hardship, God's right there to carry them through the hardship. He's always there working. He's always there with us. That's a truth that we lean on as a program. That's a truth that I hope that you lean on in your ministry. That God is always there. So no matter what trials may come your way while you're doing ministry, whether it be on the road, in your local church, whatever it is, remember that God is there. He will carry you through. Now, like I said, we also travel by plane sometimes. Sometimes we have to be somewhere very quickly. Sometimes our location doesn't make sense to be picked up. One of the people that flies a lot is one of our staff members from Louisiana. Very seldom is any vehicle going that direction, so he flies a lot. And his name's Jaden. And there are a lot of hardships of flying too. You guys may know them. Delays, cancellations, flight changing, gates changing, things of that nature, missing a connection, whatever it may be. And Jaden, for our last event a couple weeks ago in Texas, had a flight canceled. He was supposed to come in the day before the event, ended up having to come in the morning the event started. That resulted in an early day, a long morning for Jaden. And he was upset about it. I would be too. I've had giant cow flights canceled as well. And you like to come in early. You like to be there to help. And you get kind of frazzled whenever you have to come in the day of an event. Kids are showing up. You're just kind of like everywhere mentally. And it throws you off. But no matter what, even through those hardships as well, God's right there. He's right there in it. And he's going to help you. And Jaden show up. And he helped with the event. He led. And he did what he does best. So even though he was kind of frazzled that he had to show up the day of, he was upset that his flight got canceled. All of that, he was still there. God still used him. And he did great things at the event with God leading him. Now, flying isn't what makes us unique. I think that traveling with 16 people across the the country in a van is what makes us unique. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And I've heard a lot of horror stories from different mission teams, different youth groups, different evangelists, preachers who travel. But at the end of all of the horror stories, I always hear what God did best. How he worked during that time, that week, that weekend, that extended month or whatever on the road in another country, in another state. And it always blesses me to hear those stories every single time because God's always working. So even if traveling is fun, You're able to sing, you're able to scream it out in the van, in the car, traveling the open road, morning, evening, noon, middle of the night, whatever it is. You're flying in the open air, able to see God's creation, able to see what God is doing, no matter where you're flying to. And even in the bad, God's there. Now, the song for this episode I mentioned earlier in the episode is going to be Sea of Victory by Elevation Worship. Sea of Victory. Because again, no matter the trials that you face, there is always victory in Jesus. Sea of Victory, the bridge says that you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Last year in 2022, this was one of our giant cow songs that we led with the kids. Because the truth is so powerful. 
God takes what the enemy meant for evil, what the enemy tries to use against you to hurt you, to hound you, to stay in your mind, and he turns it for good. If you give it up to Jesus, if you give it up to God, he'll turn it for good every single time. Go listen to that song. Go lean into it. Hide it in your heart. Every word from start to finish. See a victory by Elevation Worship. Go listen to it. Chris Brown does a great job of leading this song. And it's true. So worship over it. Just immerse yourself in the words. It's very powerful. When we get done, I'll see you back here for the next episode of Isaac and the Van Crew. Thank you so much for joining me.